Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. On. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Robert Cornell. Robert is the VP of Sales at ZenReach. ZenReach allows retailers to connect their online marketing with in-store results for digital marketing that performs four times better. Their Wi-Fi-powered marketing platform helps retailers automatically create connections that build customer loyalty, revenue, and reputation. ZenReach helps businesses build real relationships that have real impact, which is a difficult challenge for offline businesses. Fact is, while the online world can provide an amazing volume of data about customer demographics and behavior, over 90% of all purchases still happen in brick-and-mortar businesses. They're working to close the loop on this online-offline divide. ZenReach's robust and personalized smart solutions can help any business, from the corner retail shop to the largest restaurant chain, create and allows them to create meaningful connections with their customers. Robert, pleasure to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and thanks for having me, Morgan. Absolutely. Can you kind of walk us through your background and how it's led to what you're doing now over at ZenReach? Of course, of course. You know, I've been in sales, software sales, SaaS sales for over 15 years and, and specifically got um, lucky enough to get into the advertising tech space with sales uh, a, a little over 10 years ago. And I think that I determined that, hey, this there's a passion for this. Um, I've always had a passion for, for sales, but better fast-paced tech companies is always exciting and, and been a driver. Like, how can I find, you know, the up and coming company? How can I be a part of, of, of an organization that's looking to maybe change the status quo and do something unique and better yet provide unbelievably uh, amount of value to customers? So that's really led to this kind of journey that I've taken um, and, and to, to ZenReach, which has probably been um, one of the most exciting decisions that I think I've made over that uh, 10 year period. Awesome. That's glad to hear. Or excuse me, that's good to hear. What sort of lessons have you learned just from, you know, your sales background in general and in regards to advertising as well? I'm curious to hear that. Well, I think the advertising space is unique because I think, you know, we talk about consultative sales. I think a lot of companies across the board have really developed that. But I think that it's unique in kind of the advertising world because you have to really understand not just where you fit in to maybe the marketing mix, but maybe the, the overall marketing mix and how businesses are trying to um, really drive towards, you know, goals and initiative and how are they, 
utilizing channels and media and ways to connect with our customer or reconnect with their potential customer. So I think that it presents kind of a challenge in, in being more of a subject matter expert, but better yet, um, feeling comfortable and trying to immerse yourself in, in really their business and what's important to them so that you know you can find ways to create that value. And what are some things that you've learned just in advertising when it comes to something you wouldn't necessarily have known unless customers told you, right? Whether it was some beliefs they had about advertising or beliefs about how they were spending their marketing or ad dollars. What are some kind of like epiphanies you came across in the industry? Well, I think one of the things that stands out to me is if you really look at advertising, it's changed so dramatically, right, over the past decade. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. a lot of the businesses still think about the way they think about advertising and how they maybe take initiatives or take on um, new opportunities, very lagging, right? And you, you can even think about, you know, the traditional media and how many dollars have been going into, you know, television and print and radio when we know, you know, that's not effective. And yet you still run into these businesses that are still putting a lot of their marketing dollars into that, which is interesting. And quite frankly, what stands out to me even more is that I think this year, according to eMarketer, $130 billion are going to be in digital ads. So it's like the first time ever I think it crosses over mm-hmm. the amount of advertising spent in traditional um, will be this year, which is exciting. But yet, you know, why when you see these advertisers understand that they need to, you know, shift the way they, for whatever reason, are a little slow to adopt, even though they're very interested to learn. And that's something that I think that until I really got involved in this space, uh, I, I wasn't aware of. Yeah, that is interesting. It's kind of some industries and like some businesses, when it comes to business, like there's some processes or methods that just lag behind and are antiquated or not necessarily the processes themselves, but the people in those businesses, how they kind of view different aspects of their business, right? There's some some things that just are, are very antiquated and it takes a lot of education to kind of tell those customers and those prospects you know, how they can improve their businesses um, by adopting this new technology, which kind of leads me to my next question. What are some trends you're seeing in, you know, marketing and sales technology or just in, in the industry when it comes to advertising, sales, marketing, that sort of ecosystem? Curious to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think a big trend is, you know, a lot of the marketers trying to figure out marketing um, automation and how to create tactics to look at broader audiences and how can they accomplish that? How do they really understand, you know, the window shopper, the sales fan, a lost customer, and what effective ways can can they go about, you know, standardizing and creating a discipline to look at audiences in a way that they're taking the right approach and the right unique messaging to drive value and, and be able to speak to them unique. So um, when you look at the space and how, even new emerging channels, connected TV and in that world, again, trying to find ways to how can you connect to who you really think could be a good customer and, and some of the shifts that they're going about doing that. Yeah, absolutely. What really um, drew me to ZenReach um, and kind of what you guys were doing was how you're kind of that glue between online and offline. And I found it very interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't seen anyone doing anything similar. And I felt it's just a really interesting type of need in the market that you're filling. So I'm curious to kind of hear the the value prop behind that and kind of, you know, 
when you're having these conversations with customers, the needs that it's, it's, it's really filling? Yeah, it's something that we're pretty passionate about. And again, you know, as you mentioned, you know, how I ended up getting here um, from, you know, directly and indirectly, even hearing from marketers for over 10 years on, on trying to figure this component out. Um, and, you know, you see, you know, we talked about kind of the shift of dollars and a lot of, you know, more of the advertising being spent online. And we know why, right? It's, it's where prospects and potential customers are spending their time. And I think on average, and the average potential customer set spends six plus hours a day online on average. And then roughly when you think about that, over 60% of that's on mobile. So that's kind of the challenge. The advertisers now get it. They're, they're shifting more and more online to be able to reach their audience. But then it presents a challenge of the, that 90% that you mentioned of the retail transaction still happening offline. And so, okay, if you're a marketer, you're trying to figure out if I'm, if I'm currently advertising targets and broad audiences for those digital approximations of the customer, um, but I can't connect the ad spend to the in-store, um, how do I know what I'm doing is working? And better yet, if how do I increase my revenue if I can't can make that connection? And we've been lucky enough through a good uh, five-year period of time to start connecting the dots and be able to do this in real time and move away from the uh, approximations into actual real customers coming in. Mm. I'm curious to know how, when business owners are getting this data from using your technology, what are some of the things they're doing to increase revenue based on the, the information you're giving them about how they're attracting customers at their business, how the best ways to engage customers? I'm just curious if you, you know, what ways you've come across that have been interesting that businesses have been doing to raise that revenue? Well, I think a couple different things. I think the education piece where all of a sudden the realization of, hey, who we've been targeting, who's been engaging and clicking on um, a lot of our marketing initiatives and campaigns are not actually the same people that are coming in. So, hey, I need to change who I'm targeting or better yet, I need to get a little bit more sophisticated at understanding how I target um, users to drive in that actual performance needs to adjust. I think the other thing that is exciting for them is really being able to use something they've never been able to do before, which is really that walkthrough, right? The visit behavior and utilize that as almost like a segmentation or a trigger to go someone that, that is a little bit more loyal that they may not know as a loyal customer based upon how often they come in store. They have the ability now for the first time to message them different than maybe a, a first-time customer that they want to find a way to get he or she to come back. And I think that's really the exciting piece of this, Morgan, is, is seeing these advertisers and brands really have more control and being able to not only use the data that we're providing and some of the things that we're doing to, to increase that revenue and bring in those new customers, but better yet, how can they enhance their existing marketing efforts that would be outside of ZenReach? And I think that's that's what we're seeing as we've been able to really build relationships and, and start scaling with our partners. Absolutely. I know you mentioned before, I'd like to hear your thoughts on or hear what you've experienced within a, a B2B context. I know you've mentioned some things about um, events and brand activations when it comes to connecting the online and offline. Can you give us some background on that? Yeah. I mean, I think when you look at who we typically work with, you know, what badge do we wear, the B2B, B2C? I think that it's really any business with brick and mortar, which is exciting. And the fact that, you know, it's not just retail, it's not just food and beverage, it's travel, hospitality, auto. We have an opportunity to really engage with anyone that 
wants to take advantage of the opportunity to get someone in store and build that relationship and know who their customer is and better yet, find a way to create maybe a, a loyal customer. And, and I think that's what's been really fun and motivating on our side is being able to not be limited to a specific industry. Absolutely. And uh, I know you, you've recently started your, your role at ZenReach. Curious, what have been the biggest things on your to-do list? I know that there are, are professionals and sales managers who, who listen to this program. So I'm just curious what your strategy has been coming into ZenReach and, and um, plan to do with the company and kind of the key KPIs you want to focus on. Yeah, I think there's there's a few really good questions in there. I think, you know, when when I joined initially is how do we build a best in class team? Um, how do we make sure that it's it's easy for the team members here internally to be successful? So is that, you know, changing process? Is it maybe re-identifying the right person to outreach and, and the customer and going maybe more upstream? And I think having that opportunity to come in and autonomy to to maybe make some sh- some of those shifts and then some some key hires and and really continue to want to bring in more talent, people that have um, experience and that want to be passionate and behind, you know, really this this opportunity that we have. And, and quite frankly, it's exciting because, you know, we, we're getting to the ability to build a client base at, at, you know, a fast pace. And I think everyone loves being a part of that story and, and that journey. And better yet, finding folks that, that want to create and that are excited to be able to build something too. I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the team aspect, Morgan, and everyone rallying together and finding the path of uh, less resistance. So I think that that was kind of initiative number one. And then, yeah, from a KPI perspective, how do we determine the value metric, right? On sales, that's pretty important. What, what's going to be the identifier that allows us to be more successful, more effective and efficient? And how do we get into to the right conversations? I I love to remove the barriers and, and better yet, the, um, the things that would slow someone down from, from being able to be effective. But it's been fun. It's like for a very short period of time, um, it, it feels like I've been here for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. It moves quick. Absolutely. You mentioned the team aspect. I know after reading a blog post on your website, uh, the ZenReach website that was introducing you as a new VP of sales, I know they mentioned that the Arizona sales office is very high energy environment. And I'm just curious, can you kind of describe that for anyone listening and, you know, how that helps with, with culture and kind of specific things that you guys do that might kind of improve productivity? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's to probably go a layer deeper on the team aspect. We love the team self. And I think that creates an environment. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of companies talk about culture and how they have this amazing culture, but I think the way they define it is a little bit different. I think we define the culture for a couple different ways. How can we, you know, build a great team environment and how do we also build an environment of trust and and giving people the ability to work in a way that they feel like they're supported. Um, They have the help that they need, but, but not, not in a way of where we're, we're trying to tell them how to do it. We want to help them be successful. And I think that naturally cultivates a, a pretty fun environment. And it's exciting, exciting to see other reps get on calls with reps, not because we ask them to, because they want to help one another, because they've built relationships and you're, and you're creating that environment where we want to win together um, and, and find any way to do so. And what's nice too is to watch the team rally behind the team goal and, and not as much the individual goals. And I think all of that's a byproduct of kind of setting the stage and creating the right environment. 
Absolutely. Can you, uh, I'm curious to hear just a case or a customer who may have come to you with a specific problem and, and how you guys work together to solve it. No names, of course, are needed, but just kind of um, curious to see within context uh, a specific ZinReach prospect who was having a problem and then became a customer and how you guys kind of worked through that issue. Well, we've actually, I mean, it's easy for us to talk about situations and campaigns that we try to drive um, and effectively drove new customers. I think, you know, one that comes to mind is, a, you know, a national uh, coffee chain where we, we actually helped them bring back lost customers and mm. um, looked at customers that they had, had deemed, for whatever reason, a lost customer. And how could we activate them? How could we engage through the marketing efforts and then be able to drive them in? And we, we had a unique cam- campaign that we did that. And not only were we able to get them to come back, but we saw that they actually came back and purchased three times within a, a 30-day period. Oh. And to me, that was exciting, right? Um, and exciting to see and, and be able to provide that data and then allow them to understand what is that unique opportunity to where, you know, running campaigns like this on more of an evergreen basis, what that value could be for their business from a revenue standpoint. Um, the incremental um, purchase and, and being able to drive a good return on ad spend. Actually, that campaign, I think, was a, a little north of six to one, which is really exciting for what um, we're doing. I mean, that meant that we were driving almost, you know, a, a $2 uh, cost to, to reacquire them, um, which is really, really low and amazing performance and was exciting to be a part of. Mm, interesting. And uh, you mentioned ad spend. I'm curious to hear, is there, are there any sort of big mistakes or common mistakes, I should say, that you see brick and mortar businesses make when it comes to online ad spend, digital marketing, you know, something that maybe if um, people took some time to fix up that they could see like a big improvement, right? Is there any, any kind of glaring issues that continue to present themselves? I think there's a few, um, you know, we spoke a little bit earlier, you know, potentially targeting and, and utilizing you know, the wrong online triggers to determine that's going to drive value in store. And I think that it's easy to fall into that bucket when if you're if you're trying to monetize and, and drive to e-com, you know, some of those things have been good indications. But I think that uh, the mistake that they're making is continue to think that's going to work in store. And better yet, I think everyone wants to try to find a way to tackle in store, but I think they um, they haven't shifted some of the marketing efforts and budgets around to allow them to effectively do that. So I think it's kind of the two pieces there, but it's pretty interesting to see the the more and more that I think we interact with, with brands. I think it was because they tried other solutions that they felt that got false positives without that ability to really know someone came in so that I think that kind of created that habit um, and, and shift on how they're utilizing their advertising and budget. Got it. Are there any industries that you've dealt with that you like the most? Like what's your kind of favorite industry to deal with when it, within ZenReach and, and where are those industries where you feel like you can deliver the most value to customers or, or curious to hear like the intricacies of maybe some different industries that you work with? So for me personally, uh, retail has been really fun just because I think with the background and the experience I have, I'm, I'm very used to some of the initiatives and some of the business challenges that those companies have. But what's been exciting is has been to get involved in food and beverage where I haven't had experience and see drive results. Um, we actually had a campaign 
recently where we increased their lunch orders by 70% through activating our, our online campaign to drive in store. And that was pretty rewarding when they reach out and say that, hey, you've helped me and, and you've increased by this much and, and they're proactively doing that. And that's when you know you're building a great partnership, which ultimately, not only in sales, but I think in business, that's what you want. And that's what gets you motivated and out of bed every day is how do you build those relationships and partnerships that, that are going to last to where, you know, um, we're actually growing with the business. And, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, sounds like it. Let's say there's, you know, someone a local business, a small business that may not have, you know, a huge budget, but, you know, of course they want to bring more people into their store. They're doing, you know, a million different things, wearing a lot of different hats, but they're of course trying to drive more sales. Where should someone focus like that? Where should they focus their efforts? They're looking to drive more people into their physical store. And, you know, if it's, you know, a couple bullet points or one big thing, or, or what are your thoughts on that? Well, a couple different thoughts. I think with what we bring to the table, it helps out a lot of the small businesses because larger businesses have the ability to experiment. Smaller businesses don't, right? The more local mom and pop, they have to learn what works and optimize to that quickly because they don't have the budgets to waste and experiment. They don't have the test budget set aside. So I think for them being able to understand who their audience is, and I think the Wi-Fi detection is, is a great way for them to do that. Understand the people that are coming in, um, how often and what that behavior looks like, and then how do you activate to increase that and make sure that you're driving an ROI. And I think that it's been exciting to see a lot of those, those smaller mom and pop businesses create success through, you know, activating, you know, the, our unique platform. So people are coming in um, when they activate that Wi-Fi detection, people are coming in, they're kind of, are they getting in, is the business owner getting information about who that person is? And then they're able to kind of follow up with them, whether by online ads or other methods? Exactly. Now, they don't need to have um, the customer provide that information to be able to activate from an online to offline component. Um, that's unique of our network and our platform, and, and, and we do that for them. But to be able to understand maybe a little bit more about the customer, the demographic, the geographic information and email address so that how does a small business build up a, a CRM if you don't have a way to collect that email? And I think the the Wi-Fi solution is, is a great way for them to do that. Um, I don't know very many customers, including myself. I don't go into businesses and write my, uh, my email down on a receipt or a form. So, right. you know, when you provide a free service, it's a little bit easier for someone to say, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll provide that email address over. And then we're able to do the rest. We're able to then populate that information but, and, and show them the visit behavior and allow them to engage with that customer based upon that individual one-to-one behavior, which again is unique because you know, historically it's the larger companies that have the ability to be sophisticated when it comes to marketing, not the mom and pop, the SMB world. So you know, with our platform, it, it gives every advertiser the ability to activate and engage in a way that is going to drive value for the business. Yeah. And when they have that data, is there anything that your company does or what does your company do specifically to like show them how to use that data most effectively? Do Is it the job of uh, maybe sales reps or account managers you have that kind of come in and um, show them, hey, here's how you can get the most value out of this information you're, that they're gathering? We have a full managed team and we love to get involved. And so we're constantly reporting on 
um, the data, what's working, giving them ideas and recommendations, all the way down to, you know, what's a great landing page once someone signs on, how can you utilize that as a way to, to maybe message or promote products, a menu item. And so we really try to hold uh, our customer and partner's hand along the way and, and set them up for success and, and find, you know, the best way to start and walk before we run because you, know, you need to build that confidence and trust. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to a customer really understanding their audience, is there anything that you see it when it comes to this kind of critical skill of understanding who your customers are that businesses don't do enough of? Is there anything they can do in store to learn more about their customers or any sort of information that they can gather that would be most beneficial about them? Well, I think to me, what stands out is, is really the visit behavior. Because unless you have some sort of a loyalty campaign or a way to be able to tie some transactional or the local company where they they see a a familiar face, I don't think they understand the behaviors and buying patterns. Um, I think they can know that, hey, we're a little bit more busier at lunch on Tuesday than Wednesday, but but why and, and how often does the person that come in on Tuesday versus the person that comes in on Wednesday? And I think that's where the opportunity is. And better yet, what would it take to bring someone new in on a Wednesday that hasn't even been there and understand what was the activation, what was the impression to prospect and the way that we had to engage and how often we have to engage to drive them in Um, and taking advantage of really the local market around specific locations. I think that there's a lot of things that businesses are trying to do. But again, if you can't connect that you know, campaign to someone coming in and, and being able to really optimize against that, um, you're still operating in the unknown and, and essentially wasting the marketing budget, which um, I don't think any marketer wants to do. Absolutely. And so it's you're really helping them kind of dig deep and understand the why behind the data and kind of fill in those knowledge gaps when it comes to not only, hey, we're, we're busy around this time or during this week or this time in the month, but here's the reason why. And once we know why, we can replicate that. Uh, more often. Exactly. Awesome. It's, it's interesting technology. I, I imagine that when you speak with lots of prospects, they are just like, I, this is what I wanted to do for a very long time, right? That sort of thing. I'm spending money on ads every month and I'm not sure what's working and what's not working. The marketing guy tells me it's working, but I don't know. You know, that sort of thing. I'm just guessing, but I assume that that comes up a lot. It well, does. And it's been exciting to not only see just the, the impact with the individual brands and merchants and advertisers, but even agencies and the response rate from them has been really strong, And which I think they're always looking to how can they drive more value for their clients. So it's been fun to get involved and continue to figure out how can we continue to help. This is just the start. I think there's more to come and, and we're looking forward to being a part of it. Absolutely. Well, Robert, it's been great having you on. What are some ways that people can get in touch with you if they're interested in possibly using the ZenReach service or have questions about some things you've mentioned on the program? Well, the easiest way is, you know, they can go to ZenReach.com and click to learn more, or they can reach me at rcornell at ZenReach.com. I'm obviously on on LinkedIn as well, whatever would be easier. And, and we would love to at least chat about how we're engaging in doing what we're doing and and provide additional information to anyone that has interest. Awesome. Sounds great. Robert, I've loved having you on today. Uh, Learned a lot of really great info and you have a great rest of your day. 
Thanks for having me, Morgan. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.